0: Hello and welcome back. I'm Rebecca Carter. This is Not Nosy, the podcast where I interview artists that I know and admire in a nice long conversation. And today I have with me a writer from Portugal. Her name is, well, if you said it in English, you would say Ines Reis. Uh, This is how she says it. Ines Reis. And I'm going to give it a go. Ines Reis. I really hope I didn't butcher it, but regardless of how it's pronounced, she is someone that really supported me when I started at her record and was feeling lost. And Ines is just a really nice and kind person with a surprisingly dark sense of humor. She's a fantastic writer and focuses mostly on scripts and we'll get into all of that and more. In this conversation. So, away we go. This is episode five. Here's Ines Reich.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I guess I just want to start, just like if you can tell me, so you're in Portugal.
1: Yes. Are you in Lisbon? No. I'm I'm like in a small town. Small town. Oh, okay. Like you know, like really like a village more like. Really? You know. Yeah. It's like really small town. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half drive from Lisbon.
0: But the whole country, I mean, I was doing like the maps yesterday. The whole country is you can drive through in a f- Yeah, it's it's pretty small. <laughs> so you grew up there where you are?
1: Yeah. I spent like 4 years Kind of living in uh, another city when I went to college. Other than that, it's been where I've been all my life since I was born, yeah. Yeah. But I kind of like being, you know, in a quiet place. I'm not too big with crowds. It gets claustrophobic for me. So it, I, it works out. I
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think when I, when I go vacation, I get. well, I live in a big city. I'm in Miami. But when I go vacation, I prefer to be in small towns. You know, yeah. it's just something. Just chill about it. And you get to explore exactly. and you get to talk to the people, which my husband and I, we always like to sit and just talk to, you know, talk to people. And did you... So you speak English, like, super well, like, amazingly well. I didn't know for forever that you weren't, you know, like... Thank you.
1: That's a, a big compliment. So how... So when did you start learning English? Yeah, well, we, I had English at school, like seven years of English, like pretty much everyone else. We basically learned English as our first, second language and then some French, but my French sucks. But yeah, it's, I guess languages, uh, it comes naturally to me to learn. And uh, I learned a lot from the TV, actually, because I've never been uh, abroad. Actually, I've been to Spain. I'm very, I don't travel a lot. I've been to Spain but uh, other than that I've never been anywhere else in the world wow. except Portugal. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so I learned a lot from the TV. This is like no joke. It's uh, I cuz we don't dub uh, except for uh, cartoons of course for kids, but everything else is subtitled. So I would okay. listen to the actors and then read the subtitles. And I learned a lot like that. And right. I picked a, I picked up the accent, the American accent sort of, what yeah, so comes right. naturally when I speak. English. But yeah, that's basically it. It just kind kind of came naturally to
0: you. Yeah. Do, so how old were you when you started like they didn't start you very little. They started
1: you more like uh 5th grade. Okay. So when I first had English classes at school. Yeah. You know, and obviously I learned a lot from from school, but right. uh, yeah. I guess not everyone else who, who had the, the same years of English I did at school speaks like this, of course. Yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah,
0: my my husband's like that, my husband's from Mexico, and okay. his English has always been, you know, but they've all, they all started at five years old, you know, they even oh, okay. did like a, it was called like, primero de inglés, so oh, okay. their first year of school was just English, and then yeah. they started first grade, or something okay. like that, right,
1: so when they learned from being that little, it sort of becomes natural, it's more natural, yeah, it's like when parents, uh, when you have bilingual parents at home, right. the kids just pick it up naturally and they yeah. grow up like bilingual.
0: That's amazing that you, <laughs> I was like, no, she must have started from like super young and, uh, and so, and were they teaching you British English in school or American English?
1: Um, we have. It's, it's mostly British, but uh, we have, it's a constant, they're always making sure we know how to say some words in, in American and some words in, okay. in English, like the lift and elevator, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. But it, yeah, it, it tends to be British because Portugal has always have had a, a very straight um, connection with, with England, you know, from centuries ago history and stuff like that. Uh, they were they were both conquering conquering other countries, you know, and basically, uh, so yeah, they go way back. But yeah, it's I guess from the TV again. I picked right. up the, Amer- the American accent and the American expressions and whatnot.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people that are coming from Europe or something, they they speak with a British accent. You know, like yes. a, someone that um, learns English as a second language. A lot of yeah. times they sound
1: like the British accent I know. I've noticed that too.
0: So you went to school and then you went away to college. Yes. Uh, to study pharmacy. So for someone that
1: seems like they don't like to. Um... Yeah. But that's, that's why I said sort of been away for four years because it's close enough that I, I came, I came home every weekend. So, okay. It was not, you know, it, it was a big, a big change. Of course, you know, the first time living by myself in, in a, a strange city, I didn't know anyone. Uh, but yeah, that's where you know the hazing came in. And uh, well, it's 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 complicated. The hazing, you know, at colleges, hazing, pranking uh, the the new the new the freshmen. Uh-huh. Uh That's it's sort of a, a complicated issue here because uh, some kids take it to extremes. You know, there have been deaths and everything. Right. Uh, but you know, when it's done, you know, mildly, and it, it's sort of a, a good way to include people. I, I was always very shy. You know, more so than I am now. So it was a, a way to help me, you know, break a little out of my shell. It ha- also helped the fact that I would come home every weekend to my mom and dad, of course, in my bed. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it softened the, the transition, yeah.
0: So the hazing, so here you'd hear hazing with, like, fraternities and sororities. Yeah. And it's pretty much exclusive to that. Mm-hmm. So so is that what, is that what's happening there? Or it's not just like the Not whole... really. The whole, no. the whole,
1: the whole the whole school the whole there there are uh, the I guess the concept of fraternities and sororities here it's not exactly the same as you guys have there there they exist but it's mostly like um uh, places where some kids uh, have the possibility to to live if they don't exactly if they can't afford you know uh, mm-hmm. their own apartment or their own room but it's mostly it's the entire school and it's the whole school pretty much yeah all schools all the all universities across the, the country have those but yeah it's uh there, there, there's a lot of academic traditions involved in in college life
0: yeah i was looking through some of your old stuff and um i was seeing about the whole thing like when you when you graduate and the oh, yeah. ribbons and it just seemed like yeah like a lot of traditions like a lot of really strong yeah. kind of rituals Of and course, traditions. there's always
1: those people who take it to the extreme, you know, and it's it's basically just partying and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at the core at at its core, it's it's a really nice tradition, yeah.
0: That's nice.
1: It's, it's the the entire city comes out on those days.
0: So, so how big is the school? Like how big is
1: the college? How many people? Do you know? Uh, no idea because um I wasn't actually um part of the university because I didn't study, well, it was pharmacy, but I'm not a pharmacist. I'm a pharmacy technician. Okay. So basically it was only four years of school as opposed to five they would take to to become a pharmacist. Actually, I didn't know this at the time when I applied. It's a little different here. We apply to a specific course in a specific school. Mm -hmm. And if we get in, we take that the entire course is set out, you know, we don't choose.
0: Yeah, uh, you're just which... following, it's,
1: it's yeah. one track and you
0: just follow yeah, it. Exactly.
1: And did you choose the wrong one? <laughs> no, it's, I didn't really know the difference when I applied. I, I've been on um, public schools all my life and actually in, in Portugal, that's where you can get the, the best education, actually. So uh, I kind of can complain about the education that I did get, but... Uh, there wasn't a lot of information available. Like they would spread out a few pamphlets on a table and, you know, go ahead into the world and and see what you can make of it. Um, And I'm actually the first person in my family to graduate from college. So, you know, I didn't also have that support at home. So I didn't really know the difference. I found out when I got there, but there's not much difference except, you know, pharmacists are called doctors Mm -hmm. uh, and we're technicians simply, but you know, yeah, in, in practice, you know, I guess they they, they get paid better, which is also yeah. nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, um, that reminds me, see, because my whole experience is here, and then I see how Mexico works, too, because yeah. I have my in-laws there. But here, you don't even have to know what you're doing for, like, yep. two whole years, you know, like, two two years is just, like, very general stuff that you just mm-hmm. have to tick, you know, tick all the boxes. You're going to take some English, some history, some math, some science, you know, and then as you get closer to to deciding or knowing then it starts to get more specific and in Mexico like my niece started a school for architecture and it was all very specific and then she decided she didn't want to do that and it was like nothing would transfer over to her new program you know it's like she literally had to start from
1: scratch and it's like oh my
0: god it's a lot to put on an 18-year-old, you know. Yeah,
1: it's a big decision yeah, to to be making at that age. And, and then if y- you realize that it's not really what maybe what you wanted to do with your whole life, mm-hmm. you know, you either have the money and the resources to, to go back and, and start over or you have to make do. Yeah. yeah. So is it common
0: there that everyone kind of goes away to college? Like, I would say most people in the U.S. go away to college.
1: Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, even though we're a small country, Yeah, most college students just move to an apartment with other friends or just to rent a room. Right. And, uh, and yeah, and experience the, the university life at, at the city that they're at. Most right. people do that, yeah. Was that a really big decision for you or? Uh, It was sort of, I guess at the time I I figured that going to college was, was just the thing to do, regardless of whatever I was going to to study, which I now realize it's not exactly how it goes. It's, it's something that shapes the rest of your life. But I guess going to college was always the plan.
0: So, but you love, you're a writer. You love writing. Mm.
1: Yes, that's the passion.
0: Did you, how, like, when did that start? Was that from when you were very young? Maybe the
1: late teens or something. I realized that uh, every once in a while I like to write down. And um, it was actually a, a diary that someone offered, uh, gifted me for a birthday that I never really used as a diary. So I started mm-hmm. using it as a, a notebook. I started jotting down some, some ideas and stories and uh a lot of uh, song lyrics that I would, you know, adapt from popular songs that I would, you know, rewrite the lyrics and whatnot. But I never really, you know, paid much attention to it. It was only like maybe six years ago that I decided to get back to it and try to actually write for real. I was looking for free software to write scripts. I found uh, a website, not HitRecord, was a little before HitRecord that had some uh, writing contests. And I applied to those, and I had some good experiences with those. So I, it was like the first time someone read something I had written, and I got some positive feedback. And I guess it got me to, you know, keep going. I suppose because it's one thing when you think, oh, maybe I can do this, and it's another one when someone else tells you, yeah, it, maybe you're not that bad. Yeah, nice feeling. Yeah. But I, I recently I wrote something on Hit record actually because it was, it was a story that it reminded me. Of exactly that. When I was little, my grandfather used to ask me to tell him stories. And then I would get to the end, and i would say, "And that's it. And that's the end. They lived happily ever after, or whatever." And he would go, "And then what?" And I would be like, "Oh, I don't know." And then they went this way and that way. And my mother used to be so upset because I, I, she said, she says I was like all red from talking and talking and talking. Uh, but uh, but i guess it's actually the first time that i i I guess i remember being uh, a good storyteller i suppose even if it was not in writing yeah i suppose it was always there yeah i realized later seriously i just started like six years ago as a hobby
0: okay yeah and now you've written how many scripts screenplays that's your that's your (laughs) jam
1: that's my jam that's what I like to 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 write the most. But on hit record, I've tried so many other things. Like there's always something to to dabble in. But um, yeah, that's because I guess it's it's um, I, I mostly like to write short stuff. You know, saying a lot with few words. That's why I like tiny stories. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not a novelist. Definitely, that's you know not something that I can do. I cannot, you know, expand on. You know, a window for two paragraphs. <laughs> so I guess the scripts is it's sort of my thing.
0: Yeah. So when I joined Hit Record, and I didn't know, I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know what I was. You know, I was just, <laughs> I was so interested in making something, but I didn't know yeah. what, and I didn't know how to write. And it was right around when you were doing the uh, monthly script workshop.
1: Oh, right. Yeah
0: and uh and i did it like as if it was a class you know <clears throat> and i went back and i looked and i found my script yesterday that i wrote uh for you what was it this is not how i pictured my funeral i think it was the
1: yeah it was uh someone who had was uh watching their funeral go down mm-hmm. at a bar or something like that yeah
0: Oh my gosh. And I, I looked and I, I wrote a script and mine was really silly. Mine was totally out there. Like it was about goldfish and, and, uh, and I think I wrote it and then I rewrote it and I changed something and you just wrote me like one or two sentences and you were, you were like this, you wrote the subtle, what do you write? I wrote, I wrote it down. <laughs> The little twist you introduced may have seemed subtle, but it really works. And I was so excited that you (laughs) commented, that you said anything at all. And it was just like, I really did. Any advice that you would give, (laughs) I just hung on to and how to how to format and how
1: to well I was learning myself but yeah I, I I know what you mean because I it I feel the same way whenever someone takes the time to 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 write something whatever it is some criticism positive or not about my writing I always feel like yeah they, they're not just saying I liked it they're saying they, they really read what I wrote and uh, right interpreted it in some way and uh, yeah that's that's really cool. If I said that, it's probably because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: just such a big deal to me because I was just starting out and I was just, I felt like so, like, I was just trying to find, like, little corners of the Mm -hmm. site that I could participate in and not feel, like, invisible. And it was just, you know, somebody sees me and...
1: Some validation for what what you were doing, right? It was not just... uh Posting things in, in abstract. Yeah. Getting feedback.
0: I tried to do all the... all the cha- I did all the challenges. All the weekly challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I did photography.
1: I did the writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I started out, <laughs> started out, I was... Unfortunately, I was also unemployed at the time. So, yeah, I guess I had the time to participate in everything. <laughs>
0: mm. You joined when... You were on the TV show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you join... Before for
1: the whole thing, or just for the second season, or I, I was already on the site when the the TV show was uh, introduced, so it was not the reason why I joined. But right. yeah, I went. I was there for the whole thing, two seasons, and I I contributed to all episodes, pretty much all all the writing. You made uh, something
0: channel. of yours made
1: it into all episodes. Is that what you're saying, or you contributed? No, that that's. That's what I'm going to, that's the punchline. I contribute to all writing challenges to all the episodes, not a single writing record of mine was, was used, but I did get some videos uh, of of myself uh, making a fool of myself. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) I remember one of them, the loser one, right? Yes. Yes. That one. But it's funny, because I was uh, recording, I I recorded something else. And uh, after I recorded what I wanted to record, I I was about to turn off the camera, and that idea hit me. So I recorded that really quickly. And that's why it's sort of like, when I come into the shot, it's like, uh, blurred and whatnot, but I guess it worked out, not planned. It was just, uh, just a little something that I, uh, it hit me at the spur of the moment. And uh, that's the one that Joe commented for the first time. I got a comment from Joe and he was like, Oh, that was nice. (laughs) Obviously. But yeah, it was just a silly thing.
0: That's like, yeah, I did for the shorts showcase. There was that first impressions thing. the Dating one. And I was one of the first people to contribute, like uh, acting for that. And I did like a whole thing. And I did like, five or six characters and I <laughs> cut them all together and I was very impressed with myself and uh and it got featured and it got liked and I was like I think I'm in and then uh then at the very last minute I was like I'm going to do a couple more like right before <laughs> the challenge was and they were the stupidest, dumbest ones. Like I was petting my plant, and that's that one. the one. That's then, the one that made it. I'm like, really? Yeah. Not the ones I put time into. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we never know what's going to work, but yeah.
0: So tell me, I've got a little ant on my desk. They're driving me crazy. When
1: I was little, my mom, my mom keeps telling me the story. I don't really remember. When I when I was little, I used to ask her for sugar to feed the ants by my door, okay. which was was lovely because you know then they would be that closer to to getting inside. But you know, I guess and I she liked would give it aunts. to you. She would she yeah. was nice enough to do that. Yeah, she was like she would let me play with whatever uh, was available. <laughs> That's so nice. So, so um,
0: I want to talk more about your writing. I'm trying to think. I guess, where are you getting your ideas
1: from? I, I, I used to joke that I'm a, a good observer, but it's not really a joke. I, I really do. It's like uh, from stuff that I listen to or, or observe in other people, behaviors or whatever. Um, or maybe like I, I hear something, a line in a movie, and it flashes in an idea. And then I obviously have to go and write it down because I used to think that I would remember... You know, or like right before right. going to bed. Oh, this is an interesting idea. I'll remember it tomorrow. No, I won't. Mm-mm. So now it's I impossible. just... Uh, yeah. Now I just, uh, if I have a piece of paper next uh, next to me, I'll write it down. Or I will record an audio, an audio on my phone. <laughs> okay. Because I don't trust myself uh, to remember it, obviously. But, yeah. you know, and sometimes the other day I go back to it and I'm like, who says this is a good idea? No, it's not. It yeah. has nothing in it. But, you know, right before going to sleep, it sounded like the best idea ever. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's basically just whatever. But mostly on hit record, it's just having all these challenges coming up and asking for contributions. I try them all. You know, I would try the to prompt. contribute something. Yeah, the prompt, sorry. No, no. It's, yeah. I, I would try them all. I found myself that I... You know, whatever it was, um, I always had something to say, even if it wasn't what they were looking for. I, I forced myself to, to try and write something because the, the whole waiting for the muse to strike thing, it's not really how it works. You have to sit down and actually write you know, something down. And uh, from one word comes another, and that's that's usually how it goes. Once I, I wanted to try and like keep all the... the the drafts, all the lines, or words that got me to a finished idea, uh, as a sort of um, challenge for him to record, But then I realized it probably wouldn't work very well. You know, uh, for, to ask people to contribute um, exactly all the steps that got them to just the the thought that uh, sometimes the first idea, which is not maybe not nothing special, gets you to from one line to another and. To a finished product, I'm probably not expressing myself right. But
0: yeah, all the drafts, all the revisions, all the like, yeah. how did you get from like
1: for for a, a, a tiny Z. story, you know, just a line or two? I sometimes mm-hmm. I'm writing on on a word document, and I keep them all instead of deleting and writing over it. I just keep them all and start a new line uh, be- below, just to see where the first idea got me, or sometimes right. it got me to a completely
0: different place. do you take quite a while like I think sometimes with hit record I find myself working fast and not necessarily well (laughs) like you you know what I mean it's not (laughs) like I'm sitting on it for three days and and reworking it or whatever it's kind of like you have an idea you jot it down you put it out there and do you find yourself spending more time more time than that yeah
1: like, do you really work on? It's actually something that I've sort of learned, I guess, uh, over the years at Torchic Board. Is that um, if I give myself the time, you know, if even if it's just, you know, I've written something, I think I got it, but instead of releasing it right away, I'm gonna leave it until tomorrow. Then I'm gonna go back, and I'm sure I'm gonna find something that I can rewrite, or that I'm gonna cut, or maybe I'll even write the whole thing entirely differently. Right. Uh, and and it actually is. That's something that actually does work. You know, you always, invariably, you're always going to get a a better finished draft if you just give it even just a day. Right. Usually works. And uh, I found that because, yeah, at at the beginning when I first started Hit Record, I was just like, I had the idea, I write it down very quickly, and just to get it out there, to get, you know, the feedback. Is it good? Is it not? But, uh, yeah. I sometimes cringe going back to some of the my first records. I'd rather not go there sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, There, there is, uh, you know, because sometimes it feels like, uh, it, it depends if you're on a challenge. And I imagine if you joined around the TV time, it, it was just like, it was speed, like just yeah. so much going on. You had to be fast and you had to be...
1: Yeah, to, especially to see if uh, they were going to pick up your idea. To, to develop see if an other. idea hit
0: yeah. or... Or what, but yeah, every once in a while, I'll like send someone something through email, which I think is you know hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so think you know, I've really cracked the code on this one, and then uh, and then they'll write back and it'll be kind of like, you yeah. know, we'll Hi. we'll work on it back and forth, and we'll then we'll be like, eh, we we never really got it right, and then it's like. Uh, it doesn't even ever get out there. So that, that I feel like that's the other thing is I'm like, uh, sometimes if I don't put it out there
1: right away, I forget it or I, you know, yeah. or it gets lost or. Yeah, and with Hit Record being the community that it is, sometimes we just want to get it out there to see if someone else can jump on, on that idea and, and expand on it. You know, sometimes right. it's just that because it's such an accepting community, we just sort of feel comfortable releasing even the the I most uh, ridiculous ideas
0: <laughs> scary it's scary yeah I, I always talk about it's so scary to me that it's the real internet because it doesn't feel yeah, like the real internet exactly. but it is It it's is. out there it's out and there in anything the, world. Could, the the regular internet was going to find it one day and who knows going to happen so Oh,
1: scary. the video, the videos i've uploaded yeah oh, wow. The doorknob I uh, love- <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yes.
0: Can you describe it and what what um, Okay, made it you started out
1: it? Uh, as a, a piece of writing that I did. Uh, I think it was oh. for, for a, a um, weekly no yes, a weekly writing challenge prompt. Uh, and it's uh, someone who was turned into a doorknob by a genie. And uh, uh, the person is talking uh, from the perspective of the doorknob, you know, how people don't wash their hands when they go to the bathroom, and then they open up the doorknob, touch the doorknob and whatnot. And I had the brilliant idea to uh, put myself, uh, put my face on a green screen and and perform that. And obviously, you know, not realizing that, you know, I was opening up the doors for uh, people to put me whatever they wanted (laughs) to
0: <laughs> yeah, but not just a green screen. Like you took a green uh green yes. uh poster board and you cut a hole. Yeah, thing. cut a hole <laughs> and put my face on it. Yes. I love it so much. I worked on that for quite a while and I couldn't ever get it right uh because it, also I couldn't find a, a picture of a door shaped shape quite right yes it's oval
1: in that round. Did anyone I ever remember. succeed? No, thankfully, Not at yet. least that I know. Of course, because uh, <laughs> we never know if people can just take your stuff and and do it outside of the of, right. <laughs> of the site. Right? We never know. We just have to hope that they don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. And then I was looking to um one of the first. I don't know if it was one of the first, but it was a couple years ago, and I did a an edit, and I did it was your writing for the kindergarten commercial. Oh yes. And uh, then Conrad had done the voiceover. Oh, the voiceover!
1: And- I was so happy when he, he did that because he's so good, and he did it all was- the the soundtrack and all, all, all that. Yeah. yeah. And then you you edited it together, and it was brilliant. It was so
0: fun. I have so much fun with fake commercials. I'm gonna see. I I think I already asked him permission for another episode of this to play something else with his voice in it. So I'm gonna see if he'll let me, um, if you don't mind, if <laughs> or, if no. we could. Uh, If we could include that in here, because I love fake commercials. I'm going to run out of fake commercials soon, and I'm (laughs) going to have to... We're going to have to start making more. And now, a word from our fake sponsor. Are you a new parent? Are you pregnant? Are you planning a child? Are you buying a pregnancy test? Are you in a relationship... Did you just recently start dating someone who at least seems promising? Do you have your eye on a co-worker or a neighbour or someone? Are you above the age of 18? Are you a very precocious 16-year-old? Are you 12 and you've just started noticing, boys? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then now's the time to start looking for the perfect kindergarten for your child. Wait no longer. Come visit our facilities and learn how you can get your unborn child onto our waiting list to maybe... Be eligible to attend our very exclusive school. For more information, go to our website, www.inyourdreamsbackslashyouwish.org. And your sense of humor is kind of like, would you say you have a dark sense of humor? Yes.
1: Mm. (laughs) I've had uh, another user from the site call me dark lady. And I was like, oh. well, I guess it makes sense. Cause, yeah, I have a tendency, I guess, to, to go a little dark. Where's that come from? Do you know? Who knows?
0: Like, is that, do people in your family have a really dark sense of humor? Not or? particularly,
1: no. No, I guess. But I guess I've always been drawn to it, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I guess it's it's the way to deal with things, because I mentioned before that I'm I've always been very shy and I, consider myself still pretty shy. So I guess it's always been a way to break the ice, you know, to crack a joke. It's easier to crack a joke than to, you know, show myself, you know, my vulnerabilities and whatnot. So, uh, I guess the the dark sense of humor probably comes from that way of dealing with the not so cool stuff. Yeah. Other than that, I guess yeah, it's just something I like since I liked to listen to and, and watch, I guess came naturally to to make that sort of humor too
0: and i think hit record really likes that the dark stuff Mm -hmm. you know the stuff that's a little darker and unexpected it's not it's definitely not something that's natural to me like i Mm -hmm. go more for this sillier um sillier stuff um, but I've, I've tried, I kind of try now to make it like a little weirder than I would normally make it because mm. I feel like that's the tone.
1: That's what's been looking for. Yeah. The tone of the site. Yeah. I know what you mean because I've once or twice I've been like, should I upload this? Uh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I'm taking this too far, but you know, it's, it is humor, you know, hopefully I'm not going to offend anyone, but yeah, there, there has been a couple of times where i been on the fence about releasing stuff because of that.
0: I get really nervous about offending people. I get my level is like a much low. It's very mm. easy to hit my level of nervousness. Okay. Whereas other people, I'll be, they'll be like, this is nothing. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what about because I'm always so scared I'm going to upset somebody, which is hard when you're trying to do comedy because. yeah,
1: There's always the possibility that you're going to upset someone.
0: Like, I'm always worried about being politically correct. And, like, right now in the U.S., I'm sure you see all the stuff that, you know, this the Me Too, and then just everyone's just being kind of, like, hyper-aware and hyper-sensitive about a lot of issues, which is good. I mean, I think there's a lot of conversations happening that needed to happen, a lot of changes that... So I, I wonder, like, is this... What you see happening over here with all of this, you know, hyper aware, do you see that in Portugal at all? Is there, has, what's translated? Uh, about what we see here about America? Like, we no, like, no, like, do you see changes happening oh, there okay. too? Or anything, anything like Me Too or anything like, you know...
1: Yeah, obviously the the Me Too movement reached the entire world, obviously, we, we're all aware of that, but um, actually, just this week, there's this uh, weekly uh, program on the State channel that has, like, uh, that always debates a, a theme, and then they have, you know, the two sides argue, and this week was about um, comedy, you know, Portuguese humor, and if there are... Topics that are being taken too far. If uh, these um, new, you know, social media is really making things different because you know, uh, whatever joke you make, you have an instant response. You know, and there's always someone who's going to be offended about something. And they they were actually talking about this kind of thing. Yeah, I guess ultimately, I I do believe that you can joke about everything except if you're actually making a joke. If it's 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 funny. And if you're uh, making the joke about the right thing, I suppose. Like, if you're making a joke about domestic violence, you're not going to be making a joke on the victim. You could make the joke on the aggressor. Mm -hmm. I see it that way. You know, it's always uh, a matter of what the joke is and if it's funny. Mm Because if it's not, it's just a rude comment. One of the comedians actually was was making this point, um, how in soap operas... There are like these big fight scenes and like and people are doing drugs and uh, they're like killing each other and it's all good because it's fiction, it's drama. But if uh, a comedian makes a joke uh, about domestic violence, it gets censored, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I understand his point as well because, like, apparently, uh, humor and, and co- comedy has become the, the scapegoat of. Everything like if a comedian makes a joke about a specific topic, it becomes this whole thing. And I'm not defending, you know, uh, specific mm-hmm. comedians that may have said some things uh, that are less appropriate. Because, you know, I've always considered myself to be a goody two-shoes. You know, I, I always prefer to, to avoid uh, discussions, you know, so I, I, maybe I'll, I'll get the shorter, shorter straw. Just to avoid getting into a discussion with anyone else, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's it's been a thing, even though uh, it's not a, something as at a greater sc- scale here mm-hmm. as as we've seen in America. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I see here. Like I feel like the jokes have changed, and the. No content has changed like you can tell you know if you can tell now if you watch something that was made two years ago and you're like oh that wouldn't fly today there's no way
1: yes 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 do you see like the jokes changing over over there Uh, yeah yeah, actually yeah because this show was so recent it's stuck in my head they also they showed a sketch a sketch from this one comedian that's like been going that's been working since the 80s and uh, on that sketch he, there was so many things that today would not fly Just, <laughs> yeah. he was he was playing this um he was selling coffins okay and he who was talking about you know in a very um rude manner and he uh, was um breaking candles and he hit the actress that was with him on the sketch like he really actually hurt her not not he did it on purpose, but like he was hitting her with the sticks, uh, the candlesticks, and it was like the whole thing together. It was like it would not fly today, but at the time, you know, it was the eighties. You know, just let it go. Right. No one's. It's, it's not like someone's going to complain about it. But yeah, no, definitely some some stuff has changed, and we can see it. Yeah, in in the language that's been used, some of them actually were saying that they do consciously just try and see if something they're going to say. It's going to cause uh, some trouble, so they the they analyze and they overanalyze whatever it is that you're going right. to say, yeah, before they say it. Just and in, in they're still going to have trouble, but you know, <laughs> at least they yeah. try a little harder, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a time of change. It'll be interesting to see where things go from here because it it, it yeah. It's it's like everyone's become very aware, yeah. but at this and so everyone's being very careful. But at the same time, I don't think that that level of care will stay no. long term. Yes. You, you know what I mean? It cu- culture will start to change a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. it will be interesting yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah. So you're writing? Are you writing like I'm bouncing all around here? Are you writing like every day? Yeah, not. Uh,
1: I've been a little. Busy at work recently. I've changed professions because all that talk about pharmacy and how we're not really, no one really helps you to figure out what you want to do with, with the rest of your life uh, makes made me think pretty early on, realize pretty early on that pharmacy was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Uh, but I did work as a pharmacy technician for 10 years. And, oh, you're uh, not doing it anymore? No, no. I became an employee last year. And so I decided I was going to try something else. Uh, I'm in sort of an in-between job at the moment, uh, and it's really busy around this time. But I'm I'm trying yeah I'm trying to change things around. Uh, It was not an easy decision because you know when you go to college to to study for something and all of a sudden she went to college. Why is she not doing that anymore? Well, because I realized (laughs) that's not what I wanted to do. And uh, now it's it's a little. Um, the responsibility of working in healthcare it was really weighing down on me because you know I took yeah. everything very very responsibly you know and I would take people's problems home with me and you know it's um, it's a whole thing and obviously uh, the, the professional experiences themselves were not very good the first time I was um, me and my coworkers we were we were like four months behind on payments you know the the pharmacy went um, bankrupt or. Not sure if that's the right word. Oh, wow. You know, it was not a, a nice experience. And then uh, the, the next one, you know, we don't really get paid what we should. Being a college graduate, mm-hmm. you know, it was not worth the, the hassle. But, yeah. you know, I've, I've always, I've always, I, I like to, to make sure to say that I was always very responsible because I knew that working in healthcare, you know, needed that responsibility. But mostly for a lot of people, it's just a business and I can't deal with that, so yeah. uh, I decided to to try something else. And uh, it's not I'm not doing my dream job at the moment, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to to get there. And oh, obviously, yeah. obviously, um, writing would be you know living off of my writing would be the dream, but that's right. not exactly easy, especially mm-hmm. in Portugal. Um, but you know, I'm gonna keep doing my, my, my writing on the site until maybe I can go where I want to go
0: well congratulations because <laughs> I always congratulate people when they leave their jobs because I, <laughs> I know so many people that work in jobs that they hate and it's such a hard um whether they made it easy for you because there was a break in time you know mm-hmm. and, and so you had or whether you do it on your own it's like it's hard and it's scary yeah. and yeah. Um, but I believe in following dreams and and uh, not being miserable for the rest of your life. Yeah,
1: because so. you know, obviously, like I said, it's I'm not working the dream job, but you know, uh, I'm I'm doing I I know that I'm doing it. I'm doing, doing a good so. job, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm getting money, you know, to pay my bills. But mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, it's you know, I I go home at night and I sleep, you know, with my conscience perfectly. Clear, clear. thank you. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was really uh, weighing down on me, especially the night shifts, which I absolutely hated. Uh, yes. Because I couldn't, even if I didn't get any calls, I, I wouldn't really get a good night's sleep. And, you know, when when you don't even have a nice word from, uh, from your employers, you know, thank you when, when it's sure. due. You know, it's obviously all, it all adds up. And uh, yeah, so I guess I took my opportunity since I was employed to, to see, yeah, I'm going to try something else, see where it goes, yeah. you know, I have two hands good. and two, two feet, so I'm going to, I'm good to work. Yeah. It is. Follow where the wind
0: blows Yeah, Change is exciting. Anytime anyone tells me they're doing something different, I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> like, I love moving. I love, like, I, you know, just anything new I'm a fan of. Uh, it's very hard for me to personally do anything for more than like a year. Yeah. I get so bored. And good luck on that, you know. It's thank you. It, it it'll open up. <laughs> it'll open up. Who knows what, you know? And, yeah,
1: it's. I guess it's it's better to, to just you know make that decision for myself, uh, other than just waiting around for an opportunity to knock. Because you know they're not gonna be coming knocking down on my door. Yeah, you know, I have to be the one to. Go out and and search for it. Actually, that's that's how I, I started. You know the the whole thing with with writing a little bit more. No one's gonna come down on my door and ask me if I want to write. You know, so if I want to mm-hmm. write, I should just just start writing. Yeah, that's when I, I started doing it. the The curious thing was that I started writing in English, which you know I already knew I was. Uh, comfortable with the language but I wasn't expecting to you know to have positive feedback from my writing in English so that was also a discovery no yeah to be
0: able to express so much in English you know in another language it's really impressive and you said so you have written you've
1: written feature length i have they're not good <laughs> to be honest they're not good but i have so what what that taught me was that I needed to perfect my my short scripts first. Okay, you know? uh, and that's basically what I've been doing since. Because yeah, to to write a feature, uh, you really know to need to know your your oh well, structure. You don't there's not there's not a yeah structure. There's no formula, but there's format. They can immediately tell the story going anywhere. Those two that I wrote were just really bad. It was, you know, something that I had to do, I guess, to realize that I wasn't ready to do them yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mostly I'm, I'm, I've been writing short scripts, you know, and I've been, I keep entering competitions, but mostly it's just to get the feedback, you know, that they sometimes right. offer, you know, so that I can work on on the, the scripts and, and try and make them better. So what kind
0: of competitions, for example? There are loads of, of like like
1: the in the, like are
0: they mostly in, in the US like yes. based out of the yes, US? Yes, yes.
1: I've I've found a few in, in, in portuguese but they're like just here and there obviously the the majority of them are, are American that I find uh, find online and that they just need you to, to write the scripts in English other than that you can right. enter from anywhere in the world so I've been doing that
0: and are they spec scripts or are they original? No,
1: they're just, yeah, um, just, you know, uh, whatever scripts, uh, original scripts you have that you own the rights to. Um, yeah. Usually they they mention that if a script has made, you know, X amount of money or if it's being optioned for, for something that doesn't qualify, it doesn't qualify, of course. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically anything you have that you, that you want to enter.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done a spec script? I've seen a lot of ones where they're like, Nickelodeon is having a thing or, you know, whatever channel and you have to write a spec script
1: for one of their existing shows. Or No, but I actually, I recently got an email. I, you know, I'm subscribed to everything. So I get all sort of junk emails and whatnot. But sometimes they have useful information. I saw that Nickelodeon, I think was doing something like that. And uh, I wanted to check it out. But it's been so busy lately that I've just yeah. spaced out. And yeah, it's <laughs> a hard time of year.
0: Well, and a lot of them they want you to be able to eventually, like, if it's for a TV writing mm-hmm. thing, they want you to be able to go to LA. Yeah. You know, would you?
1: Oh, if oh, if I was offered the opportunity, yes,
0: yes, that's where uh, that's that's where it ends for me because it's like <laughs> I've. Not that I wouldn't love to, de- you know, I love adventures and whatnot, but it's just like the internet has to be my place for now because, you know, we've, we can't, I can't go. Got all these people. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's really, so you're writing all in all sorts of places. So, so the ones that you're doing, the ones that you submit to the contest, those are mm-hmm. ones that
1: are, uh, you're not
0: putting on hit record.
1: Not necessarily, yeah. But uh, there's there's a few that I actually a couple I remember that I've posted on on hit record and then later I developed them further because they um, they had you know good feedback <laughs> I guess and right. I thought you know maybe there's something here, but yeah, not necessarily the stuff that I put on hit record. Even because you know I come to realize uh, recently I, I I wanted to. To put all my scripts in one place, and I cl- uh, made a, an album, and I realized that actual scripts I don't have that many on Hit record because mm. I I, um, I find that I mostly contribute you know short stuff because that's what the prompts most of the prompts ask yeah. for yeah you know so I I on HitRecord I I have like seventeen hundred records or something and there are, most of them are, are writing but. Not a lot of scripts, I realized.
0: Yeah. Well, long stuff doesn't really lend itself to the platform anyway. But there's a lot of, you know, I talk to people, a lot of people kind of sometimes seem to struggle with the idea of what do I keep for myself and what do I put out there? Because obviously once you put it on hit record, you're... you still own it, but you're not the exclusive owner of it anymore. And so, uh, I I absolutely
1: understand. But in my case, for instance, since I I hadn't really written much before I joined, there's not much that, uh, you know, that I had before I joined. I I know some people have like, you know, their, their, their stuff and, and sometimes they pick it up and, and, and uh, upload it to the site. I don't really had that, you know, all basically what I was writing was for HitRecord. It was the only right. place Based I Based on responding yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Any prompts that, that were came, coming out. And then it was only after the, afterwards that I started, you know, writing for other places and whatnot.
0: And you don't do social media.
1: No. Right? No. I, I have a Facebook account where I have 12 friends that I started basically because my last boss sort of like wanted us to like all the posts from the pharmacy one, oh, oh yeah. and I, I I created one. It it, it ultimately was helpful because um, as a commun- communication tool, you know, I have like a group of people that I talk to on Facebook. I'm on the board something here uh, in my local village. It's it's easier for us to communicate, right. you know, uh, via via messenger. But other than that, you know, I, I check the, the feed to, to see some news and, and whatnot, but I'm not there constantly. I don't have it on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. And I was pretty content not to have a Facebook until that point. And uh, I don't do Twitter or Instagram. I, I suppose, you know, it's not all bad, but... I don't mm-hmm. I don't really miss it either. I guess you can get a little addicted to those things, but I, I'm not one to talk because I'm a little addicted to Hadoop court not as much as I used to. but yeah, <laughs> I, I feel the need to go every day, you know and, yeah and, and check you know my dashboard and whatnot and see what's up. Uh, but I guess it's a little different.
0: Well, because it seems like now so much of, for example, if you're going to get a book deal or if you're going to get, you know, picked up from here or there, it's they, they look at the following and they yeah. want to see how many people can you yes. bring yourself. And so that's where a lot of people are doing like,
1: yes, and professional I, understand. Accounts. I understand that and I actually really uh, thought about it a few months ago because I uh, I found this Portuguese uh, website where they were asking people they were just they're just starting out and they were asking people to contribute articles on whatever topics and I I did pitch an idea but then I never got back from them because I didn't have a Facebook or a Twitter or a uh, an actual mm-hmm. blog
0: and I mm-hmm. guess they didn't
1: they couldn't see any samples of my work you know right and uh, I I understand that. They they yeah. can't just publish something because I say it's going to be good. You know, they, they, need to yeah. see, <laughs> they need to see they need to see some proof that I can write. But uh, yeah. But then again I just uh, I just let it go. <laughs> but maybe it's an extra hassle.
0: Yeah, there's someone I'm trying to think of who it is on hit record on instagram he's like mini story writer or something like that i feel like it's lewis somebody and he just does these tiny little um stories and he publishes them as an image you know daily and it's really yeah mini story writer Lewis, lewis lewis romero
1: okay yes that's him yeah I think.
0: yeah it's cool how he does it you know he just does his little um he just does his little stories he publishes it like formatted as a as an image and it's kind of it's interesting to see what people how people use it i i, I have the same impro- facebook just came out with this thing where it's like look at your year in review and they made a <laughs> little like movie for you and i'm like, I'm like a voyeur on Facebook now, and actually every year that they remind me, every day that they remind me of a memory from past years, I I change it all to private. Like, I, I change all my old stuff to just that only I can see. So they're like, Rebecca, this was your 2018, and it's like... I put uh, two pictures of me and my kids on Halloween, and we were we all had like masks on, so you couldn't really see us. And then um, I'm selling a keyboard, and it's like five five different angles of a keyboard, and it's like a slow push on the keyboard. And they're like, "This one, do you remember this?" And it was just so dumb. And everyone's sharing theirs, and it's like all these really nice memories from their year, and mine is just you know. But I
1: I can relate. Yeah, you don't want to overshare and then <laughs> you get a well, keyboard see, but then I
0: have like my Gator account uh, and I'm trying actually so that the other people can't find me like people mm-hmm. that I know I'm trying yes. to do it so they can't find me but they can because uh, you can't ha- like it, yeah. it knows like the system knows <laughs> that it's you and yeah. it suggests you to them Yeah, but, um, but then that's where I like do more sharing of like my work and my my stuff and that i like to do but the personal stuff not not so much what's like on your artistic bucket list so what are what do you really what's your goal like you really want to create or publish
1: or have made or it would mean a lot if i could get one of my scripts even just you know option for something or, or just win one of win a win one of these contests that i uh, enter because at, at this point, you know, I just, I'm really just at an amateur level. If, I guess, to win one of these contests would mean that, you know, I'm ready to, to I'm at a level where I'm actually ready to, to write a good script. I suppose getting the feedback from the right people would assert that to me. I guess lately I've been thinking about if sometime in the future I'm able to do that, to work as a freelancer, to... Work for myself, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be the dream, you know, to be able to live off my writing, but n- not in a sense of writing, you know, super famous movies, because I know that's the reality that it's only for a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, living off of my art in this case would be to be able to write for a living, not necessarily fiction, but maybe, yeah, just, I, I did try a little bit of freelance writing just to, last year, just to see if, you know, if it was a possibility, but it wasn't done, you know, properly, you know, I didn't have a a specific plan and uh, it it didn't really work out the way I was planning, but I think it is a possibility and that's maybe where I see myself in the future, being able to combine my passion and being with my work, you know, being able to make my living off of it basically, you know, it's a very realistic plan. It's not a dream. (laughs) You seem to be very realistic. (laughs) Unless I win the lottery, you know, and I have the money to to be able to do whatever I wanted, I would go back to school and maybe to film school or something like that.
0: Yeah. I would
1: like that. But, you know, because I can only, you know, plan with the, the tools that I do have at the moment. Yeah, that's working towards that goal. Well, I like it.
0: I think you'll be able to do it. Sounds like you're on your way. Have you looked at those like um like sites? The thing is now everyone's priced it's become like a bargain thing like
1: like yeah. the it used to be old. I, I was working at Upwork. I don't know if yeah. you heard that one. And uh yeah, there were a lot of uh writing requests at five dollars and ten dollars <sighs> And I have to be honest, at first I didn't want to do it, but I had, I, I did because, you, you know, without any actual work, you know, I didn't have a prof- um a portfolio, you know, to show right. other writers. So I had to start somewhere and I, I did write my first, my first job there was for $5. It was <laughs> not very big, but, you know, definitely not $5 worth of work, you know, a little bit more, I would say, but yeah, then I, I, from there on, you know, getting positive feedback and whatnot, you can work like that, but I wasn't, my plan wasn't really, really thought, thought out at the time. So, you know, I, at least I know that it it is possible. It exists. Yeah. I'm just not sure that working in, in a platform like that is the way I want to go.
0: Yeah yeah it it's tough for the long term, but the the key I think would be to find somebody hopefully at a price point that you like that needs continued stuff and then you don't have
1: to go through exactly yeah to have having the stability of knowing that you have a you know an income every month you know you, you need yep. to have that mm-hmm. otherwise <laughs> it's, it's it's too yeah. flimsy to, to count on.
0: The life of an artist is not easy. Yes. No, it's- it's not easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for inviting me. I didn't think I was interesting enough to to interview, <laughs> but it was really, really nice and fun uh, talking to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You too. I. It's been really fun just to get to know people a little more because you know we chat and, and whatnot online, but this yes. is uh, this is more real.
1: It's not the same. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you, and you look like your doorknob. You, it's I know. I yeah,
1: it's a little, <laughs> it's getting a little late in the winter time. <laughs> Makes yeah, it gets dark darker, <laughs> and I don't really have a, a better place
0: to to record this. It believe me, I wish my bed wasn't in every time <laughs> I get on the call. So. Um, My husband actually said, oh, because I made the bed like really nice. He's like, oh, you got your call today. He's like, I wish you had a call every day. Every day. (laughs) Otherwise, I just pull up the sheets real quick. Exactly, yes. (laughs) And now the part where I talk about everything we just talked about. All right, so that was our conversation with Inish Reich. Oh, my gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um I have lots of little notes here but I they're kind of in random order cuz I just did them from memory. So that kindergarten commercial, oh my gosh, I love that so much. So that was Ignatius writing and then the voice and the score was done by Conrad who was on hit record and now you can hear him and uh Tinderlocks who did all the the music and the theme song for Not Nosy. You can hear them on their own podcast, which is called Movie Oubliette, and I believe that's O U B L I E T T E. And they do uh, they do movie reviews of of kind of uh, these forgotten movies, and uh, and and it's a lot of fun to listen to. And also, I did a terrible job of. I just need to have confidence in myself. I I'm so worried I'm going to mess up somebody's name that uh, that I make like I don't know their name and um, and I pretty much knew it all along so I mentioned the mini story writer on Instagram and that is if you follow hit record it, his name is Lewis C Lewis and uh, in real life he's Luis Garcia Romero and um, it's just a really clever use of Instagram for writing and it's incredible how many how many and how often he writes these, really short unique stories and I just love them so definitely go check him out all right so back to Inesh first of all her English wow to be able to c- communicate so clearly and in a second language is just incredible as someone I I do I would say I am fluent in Spanish and and I too learned um by ear mostly even though I did have some Spanish in school as well but but I can connect with her on that level that that I did learn a lot just by listening but there it does get difficult to get to a level of detail to be able to communicate really specific things I always preferred uh, when I lived in Mexico if I were to go to a doctor Or even actually here in Miami because everyone speaks Spanish and they'll sometimes just default speak Spanish with you. And I always ask, please, uh, for this technical stuff, I'd like to speak in English because I'm afraid I'm going to miss a little detail without maybe even realizing it. And, and I heard Ines say the word flimsy, and I thought, oh gosh, I don't even know how to say flimsy in Spanish. And so it gets to those kind of things where where it's incredible to be able to write scripts and even just uh, the way that she was able to conduct this interview. And it's just really impressive to hear people that speak another language. And um, I find it very Interesting. She also mentioned that she had tried doing some freelance writing on the site Upwork and this is something uh, that if I I might actually have another guest coming on soon that we might talk a little bit about Upwork but that has been the general consensus what she said that it's just it's become so cheap you know there that you kind of get priced out by people offering their services for such a low amount that it it doesn't become a viable source of, of income for you. So I'd be curious to know if anyone has had any luck with Upwork and what the trick is. You know what's the what's the trick to success for that site? Because obviously it'd be it'd be great to be able to figure out figure it out. Now, I noticed that already, this is episode five, already I'm repeating my own personal stories, so God, I'm going to try and get better about that, but I did leave them in this time because I felt like I covered a slightly different angle than I had maybe the first time I brought it up. I'm talking specifically about when I did some acting for a sketch called First Impressions and, and how I put all this work into my original submission and that's not what was used it was just some silly thing I did real quickly at the end I mentioned that in the Jonathan Cook episode as well anyway I will try and get better uh it's really regarding uh how good of a memory I have um on not repeating stories (laughs) so We'll see how it goes. I'm eventually going to run out of stories. I felt like I had a lot, but if it's episode five and they're already repeating, I don't know what the future holds. And regarding that doorknob sketch, oh my gosh, I just looked it up again. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, I guess it's not a sketch, it's a monologue. And then you could always go on hit record and, and see it, but that's also, that was Ines. An original piece of her writing, and then she went ahead and performed it, which I can relate to because sometimes you write something and you hope someone will perform it, and then you just get impatient and you know, perform it yourself because you just want it to be performed. <laughs> okay, again, again in this episode, and I think when I was recording these, I was really it was really weighing a lot on my mind. But I brought up the Me Too movement and uh, how it's affecting the current comedy climate, and this is me just kind of out loud trying to figure things out and again I hope it all comes out okay I'm not uh, I mean I definitely support the movement and um and I think a lot of really great things are coming from it but I'm curious to imagine what the future is going to be like because things are changing a lot right now and like I mentioned in the episode and I didn't quite complete my sentence but I'm curious to see what the future holds and where we're going to wind up because we are in a very specific moment right now and you can feel it when you hear and see comedy and I'm just wondering where it goes from here and I really liked what Inish said about jokes that could offend people and there was a, a one one note that she kind of mentioned that stuck out which was if you're gonna do a joke that's potentially offensive you better make sure it's funny because if not then you're just making a rude comment and that is really insightful and so true and a very tricky line to walk and one that I'm probably pretty scared to walk myself though I think that I do agree that it's not something she mentioned, but something that's talked about a lot that one of the roles of comedy is to kind of push the envelope and it is to kind of push the conversation and it is to use this form of art to make statements. I mean, obviously that's what Saturday Night Live is and and a lot of stand-up. So I thought that was a really great comment. And she mentioned that she was the first in her family to go to college and I know some other people who were the first generation to go to college and I hear a lot of the same thing it's such an information gap for that first generation that you're trying to figure out this whole new process and this whole new world and you're trying to figure it out through brochures and pamphlets and little pieces of information here and there and it's tricky when no one in your family has been through it before so so I can imagine how easy it is to maybe not realize the difference between pharmacy technician and pharmacist at that stage or any number of things. And, and even still, I think that when we're choosing careers, I don't know that we're always having the kids think about what kind of lifestyle each career would suggest where you're going to be working, who you're going to be dealing with, the kind of hours that you're going to be working, all of these additional things that you experience in a career that maybe were not something that you first had in mind. Actually on that show, Last Comic Standing, years ago there was a comedian that was a pharmacist comedian (laughs) and uh, one of his bits had to do with the fact that he didn't realize when he went to seven years of pharmacy school or whatever it is that he would be having to ring up you know potato chips and pepsi every day that that basically he was working in pharmacy but also in a convenience store things like that that people don't really perhaps think about or the fact that these stores are 24 hours and you're gonna have to sometimes be working the night shift Anyway, it's exciting uh, that she's on a new path and I wish you the best of luck. And so thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Not Nosy. I'm really enjoying this project and I hope you are too. You can find us at Not Nosy Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and you can email me at not nosy podcast at gmail.com. I'll see you next time.